Greystack. I play Georgie Sullivan, the owner of Nitwit Haven. And I'm so glad that my fear of getting horribly crushed by a stage light didn't keep me from investigating the stage. Because now I have Pearl, who is settling in quite nicely as my yarn shop cat. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger, costumer for all sorts of things here in Brentlewood Bay. Uh, currently, I am in my element. My element is glitter, and I am in it. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I'll be playing Bernie, the town menace, assistant director to what will hopefully be not moose murders soon, and uh, the power is definitely not going to her head at all. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal. Welcome on in. You know what? I think that's all for now. Okay? Let's go. Birdie, Caliban has stopped cutting wood. And the, as the two of you are walking in the direction of the police car, he says, By the way, Birdie, I, I meant to ask, how long have you lived here? Oh, you know, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm practically a local. It hasn't been... I like my whole life or anything like that. I don't know. You know what? Why? Why? What do you? Why do you want to know? Uh, just, just curious. Have you ever lived in New York? Um, you know, I've lived around. I've, I've lived around. Um, not New York so much. Uh, London, L.A. for a bit. Kind of traveling. You know, traveling with, with bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but about about twelve years ago, you weren't living in New York, right? Why do you say specifically 12 years? That seems like you're talking about a specific thing. Um, what's, what, what, hmm? Never mind. Never no, mind. No, uh-uh. No, I fully block the door. You cannot do that. You can't. You got to tell me what you're talking about. He kind of looks, smiles a little bit. I'm kind of working on a surprise. You know, um, Georgie's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I was, uh, I know that she's never been to New York. You know, I, I moved here from there. I retired from New York and moved here. And, uh, right. Right. So I've been trying to think about what I could do for Georgie for her birthday. And I was just looking for other people who spent time in New York about 12 years ago. Cause I had some ideas, but, uh, that's all right. You know, the city changes, city changes all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I spent, and a little time in New York, approximately twelve years ago. Um, but you know who's who's counting? Uh, I kind of it, it's just that that number in particular was kind of weird for you to throw out. That that particular specific number of twelve years ago was just like super weird. Um, but but you know I kind of I kind of traveled around. Uh, you know, twelve years ago for about nine years, and then settled here about. A little bit, a little bit more than three years ago. Like a bit, a bit more, probably. Okay. I don't really remember that, but. So I know some things. Um, and also, I mean, in regards to Georgie, it, as long as it's thoughtful and heartfelt, she'll love it. You know, that's who she is. I've kind of gotten that impression of her. I don't know. I was just, uh, there were some shops in, uh, in Manhattan that, uh, Anyway, we can talk about it later. What do you think the what do you think the police are doing here? Well, hell if I know, but let's hope it's not Fern. Lord knows we don't need another murder on top of the mooses. Meese. Moose? Whatever. Renette. Uh yeah, what's up? You're in your costume shop with Jesse. Yes, I am. You're going over your designs and she yeah. loves them. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where she's sort of like taking in some of the fabrics. She's looking around at a couple of things and she sort of like pauses for a moment in front of this mannequin with the lace white dress on it. And she stares for a moment. She said, who did you think this was going to, which character did you think this was going to go with? This is the mannequin from Nick Snacks. Oh. And you did not ask Mel to bring it over. 
Okay. But it was outside your shop the last time you were in the building, and it has now found its way inside your shop. Jesse, I did not make this. I did not request this creepy mannequin, um, nor the dress upon it. This was from Nyx, right? That is that is true. Okay. So did Mel... You didn't tell Mel to bring this one over? I would not do that. Um... Because it's, uh, you know, it's just not the right vibes, not what we're going for. That's what that was what I was feeling, and I, I just, I wasn't clear on the vision. Like, uh, I didn't see who this would really fit. Yeah, with. I don't really know what it's doing here. Um, as you can see, it really clashes with the sort of color story I've been working on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like it if it was removed from the building so confidentially yeah i've heard that people have noticed that things have gone missing from knickknacks and i think mel just maybe took some things because we were just going to get a couple of costume pieces and the moose head but they changed the security system there so i'll tell you what i'll get it out of here i'll just bring it to my house or something it doesn't need to take up space here for you yeah, I mean, uh, you know, get it out of the the premises. It's just a little, uh, you know, it's just kind of messing with the feng shui of the of the workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We don't need that kind of negativity there. I don't. I don't think you need that kind of negativity in your um, in your humble abode either. So, like, I don't know if you can. We can oh. just like take it back. Um, yeah, we probably don't want something. them to know that we were in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got permission, but maybe it was not official permission. Well, it, yeah, that's not your concern. I'll you take know, I it. was one. I was going to I mean, I wasn't going to ask, but I was wondering. I was actively wondering how legal that whole escapade was. Okay. It felt yeah. funky. Uh, confidentially, it wasn't legal. I just thought we would do it. You know, he's dead and um, he was kind of an ass. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And then um, his, his brother's dead. And he was going to inherit it. Now it's just in some legal uh, limbo or something. So I just thought nobody would notice. Nobody would care. He didn't have a great security system. And now apparently people have noticed. So we're just going to ask forgiveness and not permission. And her phone buzzes. She looks down at a text. Says, oh, what in the hell? Excuse me. And she leaves your shop um i'm gonna hang back for a moment and text uh text my girls in the group chat all right let's see what emojis can i do to convey what's what's going on since since mary and i didn't hear if you just give us the emojis let's see if we can figure out what you're saying yeah that that's my goal okay (laughs) good 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 let me see what i can do okay so it's gonna be uh the piece of paper with a pencil on it, a notebook emoji, scissors emoji, and then a a stop. And then um, theater masks. And so theater masks, so many options. Oh, I just want to place like a squid in there for no reason at all, but I'm not gonna. Um, theater masks, um, the two eyes that are looking, then a bunch of people, like, you know, just the generic people emojis, a bunch of them, and then an ear emoji, and then like a, a thoughtful face emoji. Uh, light bulb emoji, um, thumbs up emoji. So I send that and then another message is going to be um, phone emoji. Uh, the, oh, uh, an emoji with the, the eyes that are X's and then uh, like exclamation point um question mark, and then frightened face emoji. 
and then a shrug, a shrugging, shrugging person emoji. Send. Oh my God. So somebody from the dramatist guild and people from New York are going to come see the play. So we can't change it as much as we wanted to, but we have an idea that we're going to have to fix it. Interesting. (laughs) And then also maybe ghosts. (laughs) I think that's correct. I think that's definitely what she's trying to say. I think that was great. In my, I, I was trying to pull up the emojis on my own phone just to like visualize how that would be. And then I was like, at some point, we need a separate, like, in real life text thread. <laughs> we do. We do oh, need that. We're on it, right? <laughs> Jonah, you don't get to be a part of it. It's just us. You can't that, sit with us. <laughs> that's fine. Georgie, you're off to the side a little bit, standing next to Frederick, as Mr. Murgle is on his hands and knees and says, Ants. I found ants. I found, oh my gosh, there's a, there are a lot of ants here. Oh no, there cannot be food in this building. There cannot be any more food in this building. You mean until we have the ant situation under control, right? Well, we're going to have to fumigate the entire building. I don't think that's how getting rid of ants works. Well, in my experience, ma'am, when you find this many ants... There's, it's like how they say when there's smoke, there is fire. Because if these ants are smoke, then there could be fire. And we, I think, I think we're just going to need to fumigate this entire premises. Or maybe somebody just dropped, you know, an open candy bar and the ants were attracted. You know, why don't we call a professional exterminator and see what they have to say first? <laughs> And Frederick says, I know just the guy. I, that's a great idea, Georgie. I know just the guy, uh, Mr. Murgle. His name is Scotty. You probably know him. He's the best exterminator on the island. And he owes me a big one. And I know he's going to come out and he's going to take care of everything. And we'll just be, we'll be ready to go. And Mr. Murgle says, I'm, I'm afraid that's just not, that's just not uh, appropriate in this situation. If you have uh, food on these premises, then we're going to need uh, we're going to need a, a, a more uh, a more a um, a more a, um, a big a big solution a big solution that sounds like uh, complete fumigation. So uh, that's probably about a week a week before anyone's allowed back in the building. I still don't think that's right. Well, luckily for you, I'm here from the health department, and I know what's right. Do you? I feel like there's a number I could call. Oh yes, of course. And he stands up. And from the inside of his jacket pocket, he pulls out a different kind of a wallet, more of like a thinner, flatter one, an older school wallet. And he pulls out a card and he says, this is for the chief. This is for the chief of the health department. Um, you can absolutely talk to her. She's, uh, she's, she's great. And as soon as I talk to her, she'll agree that uh, complete fumigation is the solution. And in the thank you. And in the meantime, I think that if we the only unpackaged food in here would be the popcorn. So let's just clean that out. Everything else is packaged. We'll go ahead and call the chief of the health department. Um, but I think that meanwhile, you'll just pause because we're also going to call our exterminator, who probably knows more about ants than you do. Well, I've been working for the health department for quite some time, ma'am. Uh, I, I I sure know a thing or two about ants. Let me tell you that. Oh, I'm sure you do know a thing or two about ants. In this conversation, Frederick just has one hand on his forehead, and he has begun pacing and mumbling to himself. It looks like uh, Deputy Bollinger is sort of leaning against the door, smiling, arms crossed, just shaking his head. Deputy Bollinger, why did you need to escort Mr. Murgle into the theater to conduct a health inspection? Why? Well, or are you I, just here for the drama of it all? Uh, no, I gotta, I gotta say that the drama is a bonus. Uh, but no, the reason, the reason I'm here is because it's not a secret. It's going to be in the report. We received a whistleblower complaint about the quality of cl- cleaning here. And there was uh, some conversation about whether or not 
this organization would be um, would be hostile to uh, the health department. And so I'm just here to make sure that uh, there's no violence, ma'am. <laughs> no violence from you. I know. But this guy over here, he looks a little shifty. But there's no violence. It's all right. I'm here. Just keeping the peace. Uh, Mergel here is going to finish up. It sounds like this whole building is going to get closed down for about a week. And then uh, I'll, have done, uh, I'll have done everyone a great public service. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're definitely out there saving lives. Um, Frederick, do you want to go ahead and call Scotty and maybe get his opinion before we call the chief of the health department so we have some sort of official documentation of how to handle an ant infestation at this level? That's a great idea. That's a, uh, I'm so lucky that you're here today, Georgie. Yeah, let me let me give Scotty a call. I'm going to give Scotty a call. Yeah, Everybody stay right here. And also, uh, at oh. some point, we might want to talk to, I don't know who is in charge of cleaning the building, but they might have some insight as to when ants might have shown up. Um, meanwhile, I'll, you know, help Mr. Mergle with his checklist. I'm sure it's a lengthy checklist, and I'll just, you know, assist. And Frederick runs out. Mr. Mergle takes out a very lengthy checklist and says, uh, now, I, I'll just take care of this myself. This is official business. Uh, I, I'm perfectly qualified to do an inspection. But what if you need help? Well, I would get uh, someone else from the health department. And believe you me, I may need some help. This, this place does not look like it has been prepared for food. Let's say an hour later. <laughs> the three of you are standing out front of the theater as everyone has been asked to leave. And a large van has pulled up from the health department. And two men in giant, white, airtight, poofy suits have come out. And they have briefcases in one hand that are attached to hoses in the other hand. And Mr. Mergle pushes his glasses up and says, well, all right, you've got a week. You've got a week before you're ready to go back in. After that, all of the ants and the centipedes and the spiders that I found in the women's bathroom should all be gone. And um, But if you're going to need a week because they're unofficially... There have been uh, complaints about permanent health effects because of the exterminations, but as long as you give it a week, there are very few complaints after that. So, uh, okay, I'm done. Did you say spiders? Oh, oh yeah. There are well, a lot I changed of... my mind. Fumigation's not enough. I think we just have to burn it down. Why do they look like Ghostbusters? <laughs> well, they're just we're taking safety precautions. Okay, but, like, why are they dressed like Ghostbusters? Like, some of them actually have Ghostbusters patches on their hazmat suits. Oh, that's... I find it rather whimsical. Yeah, no, that's just Mike. I, he just He's right, just a big fan. Uh-huh. I do feel like this whole setup and the whole, like, weak thing, that's a bit much. I mean, you know, I've been in some pretty grody places before, and the cleanup for those is not a week. It's like 24 hours most. What's really going on? Is there black mold? What's what's happening? Uh, Ma'am, these are your tax dollars at work. Brindlewood Bay is very committed to uh, safety in, in regards to food preparation. And so this is just part of the normal procedure. We're, we're looking out for you. We're looking out for you, and he points at you. So, real quick, just between you and me, how does one lodge a complaint? Because I do feel like it's very important to know how to complain to people about things that need to be fixed. So I appreciate you taking your time to come out and figure these things out for us. I know I sound a little silly. That's just how my voice sounds sometimes. But, like, how does one go about that? Is it, like, a secret email? Or do you, like, call and you star 69 it? What's the thing? And Deputy Bollinger steps up and slaps Mr. Mergle on the back and says, oh, I got it from here. I got it from here. All right. You want to know how to file a complaint? Well, I'm here to tell you. 
I'm go. not talking to you. Well, I'm the one who knows. Next younger brother. Look, I'm a I'm a deputized uh, I'm a deputized deputy of the law right here. You can see the badge; it's got my name on it and everything. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, of everybody standing here in this parking lot, I'm the one who knows how to lodge a complaint with the police because I'm um, I'm the police. See, so here's what you oh, do. So it was a complaint with the police and not the health department. The city government has one uh-huh. method of filing mm-hmm. a complaint, and then it goes to whichever department. So the police look at it first, decide whether or not it's a valid complaint, and then it gets passed along to whichever city department needs it. Now, I'll tell you what. You go to the Brenda Wood Bay website, and then you go over in the top right-hand corner there, and then there's a little picture of uh, me. I've got to say, I'm the one who put me there. It's a good picture. You click right on my face. It brings you to the whistleblower page. And once you're on the whistleblower page, you fill out this anonymous form. And then we in the deputy department, I mean, it's mostly me now since uh, Fern's on leave, but it's mostly me. I look at it and then I pass it on to whoever needs to get it. How do you decipher between the things that are real and not real? Because I'm sure there's a bunch of teenagers here and there being like, oh, haha, I'm going to give some more work to poor Deputy Bollinger. Yeah, um, I mean, that it's a problem. It's a problem. But I can usually tell uh-huh. because of spelling. Usually the spelling oh, is so the thing that gives it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mostly if the, if the complaints are spelled 90% accurately, Correctly. yeah, then, mm-hmm. uh, then I treat those seriously. And then if I can't really read it, I just delete them. Do you get them straight to your like work email, your cell phone? Is it routed that way, or is it like no, I got carpet? Like, how does that work? So yeah, I got. I first of all, you got to be in the police station, and oh, then you got to log in on a special computer. It doesn't go to your phone. Oh, oh <laughs> very you think, special. You think documents like that just go to your phone? No, they go to the special computer. You got to sit at the special I'm computer so and log so, into it. All right, how could I ever think that? I don't know. Well, that's all right. You're my sister's friend. I, I forgive you. For, uh... <laughs> yeah, she is at the end of her rope. <laughs> all right. So uh, nobody go in the building. Go home. Just uh, everybody go home. Hey, Ron, Ron, can I talk to you for a second? As he pulls her away, I'm going to start making a complaint um, that is well-worded and spelled correctly throughout the first three paragraphs. And then after that and the fourth paragraph, it's like, this was just a test. You totally thought this was real. This is birdie. Um, get better at this, please. Um, you can't just take everything for fact. Thanks. And then like a string of emojis. Renette has this entire time been off to the side filing a complaint. <laughs> What do you need, Pipsqueak? All right. Hey, um, so I've had some time to go back through some of the police records here uh, over the last month or so. Uh, hey, what are you doing? What, what, what kind of question is that? Uh, it looks like there's been a kind of a rise in the murder rate and that Fern's reports talk about you at the crime scene of just about every uh violent crime in the past couple months i mean it's a small town yeah what are you doing i mean it's a it's a small town and there's a weird amount of murder now so yeah i kind of just it's kind of I can't even avoid it and that's like really concerning all right but so i've been trying to just you know, help investigate where I can. What I kind I've, of help solve a lot of things. Yeah, so I've been noticing. Really good at this. I've noticed that almost everybody else has avoided it, except for you and those two over there. What are you? What are you doing? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know what you're asking me. Really? Um, I don't really know what's uh, what's going on either. In a wild few months, I'll tell you. And it's really concerning. I feel like, I don't know if it's 
I, I, I don't think it's it, like, it's not, it's not me. Yeah. It would be pretty great if you weren't around all the murder. You know, I keep thinking that too, but then it keeps happening. Yeah. You think I want to be around all this murder? I don't want any murder to happen. Not I mean, in my town. No, thank you. I kind of, I kind of think you want to be around the murder. Otherwise you wouldn't be around the murder. You know, that's what one would think, but then the murders keep happening around me. Yeah. All right. That's going to be my job is to stop all these murders. Good luck. Um, now, hey, uh, you still got that gun I left you, right? Do I have that gun? Or did I actively try not to have that gun? Well, back in Harbor of Murder, he stuck a, he snuck a gun into your pocket. Which is very dangerous, yeah. I will point out. Yeah, and that's for your protection. And since you're suddenly around all this murder, I'm going to ask you, and he takes his uh, ticket pad out. I'm just going to write this citation for you to get some firearms training. So I didn't uh, ask to have a gun. What? Uh, yeah, I know. But don't... if you're, if you're going to be around all this murder, I'm going to need, look, I'm going to need you to be safe. Okay. I, I've, you're going to do what I you're going to do myself without a gun. I don't, I, I, like, I don't, Okay. I feel like I, I'd be more dangerous. I'd be more in danger with a gun than without one. I feel like that's my vibe. Okay. I mean, just look at Fern. Think yeah. about it. Well, there's a reason she's not on active duty right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he pulls off the ticket and he hands it to you and it says, get firearm training. And it's underlined three times. Is it so like just a sticky note? No, it's on his official police pad. He just okay. wrote it on top. Okay. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna need you to like first stay away from the murder. Second, if you're not gonna stay away from the murder, you gotta protect yourself, and that means uh, that means you gotta know how to use a gun. Gotta use a gun. All right. And he turns back. All right, everybody, get out of here. No one needs to be here anymore. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mergle and I are uh, on our way. And they leave. Frederick is still on the phone as he pulls out. Harry gets back on his bike and starts to ride away. Looks like maybe Mel is giving Pickles a ride home. Caliban is still standing there in the parking lot with the three of you. Well, girls, I guess we're going to the gun range. That makes Caliban, like, perk up right away. He doesn't say anything. I don't believe I kept the gun. I don't think Renette would have kept the gun. And I don't think she intends to have a gun on her at any time, but she is still going to get trained. So, and to clarify, that wasn't an official summons. He just like wrote. Yeah. Get training. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just annoying brother stuff. Yeah. Just annoying brother stuff. Well, I'm always up to learn a new skill. Yeah. I figured, why not? I don't want to have a gun on me. But I feel like were I to come in contact with a gun, I would want to know how to not accidentally shoot myself. Exactly. And then Caliban, <laughs> what now? You're you're gonna get uh, you're going to firearm safety classes? What is what what's happening uh, it here? Seems it. It's just yeah. it's just girl bonding time. It's yeah, normal. just just girl stuff. All girls do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good if you're going to have a firearm. I didn't know. I didn't know. Looking at you, Renette, I didn't know you had a firearm in the house. But I mean, if I do you. Not. Uh, and I oh. do not intend to. Okay. I had one briefly, but I immediately um, turned it in, I guess. Where, what does one do when, you're, when your idiot little brother kind of just plants a firearm on you? What, what did you do with it? I maybe turned it into the police station. Like, I'm not supposed to have this. Um, please take it away from me. I don't feel safe. So maybe you gave it to Fern at some point. Oh, God, no. Is there a different department? <laughs> There's not another department, is there? I um, mean, not around the time when you were given the gun. She she would have been the one. Doesn't she have a supervisor? <laughs> but yeah, but he's out fishing. Point? Oh, always. Yeah. 
I guess I, I must have. Uh, at least yeah. she she probably had some tra- uh, uh, even if she had training it didn't stick um but yeah i guess that's all i could think to do i mean i'd have to do a unofficial police thing because i was i wouldn't just like go to a pawn shop or anything that doesn't seem responsible i don't think if if renette had turned the gun into deputy fern she would have been like sweet new gun you know what i mean like they would have processed it like put it somewhere one would hope yeah (laughs) it is brindlewood bay yeah renette (laughs) Renette went into this interaction with the intention that the gun would be you know handled properly and processed as as a strange gun that has just been planted on a person and rather than just like handing it to her as hey new toy yeah and then she did say hey new gun sweet and you went oh then yeah that's but that by then it was too late (laughs) (laughs) sorry for that really right for that maybe i want that back for it's like oh nope don't take take backsies (laughs) don't take backsies (laughs) yeah I mean, that's the, the gun is somewhere with Fern. Yeah. Oh, good. So it's just us and Caliban right now, and the yeah. guys have already walked into the. Yeah, they the fumigating is going on, and pretty much everyone else has left. And Caliban says, "You know, I was a, uh, I retired from um, NYPD. Uh, I did spend about two years there as a firearms instructor. If any of you, I'm just saying, uh, I don't really have any any firearms with me anymore. Not since I retired, but." If that is something, if any of you are looking for safety tips, you know, hey, I'm not going to push it or anything, but. uh, That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, if you want to come over, uh, I can um, safety tips. That'd be be nice. I definitely the safety tips seems. Yeah. That's that's my top priority. Girls, let's go on a let, let's let's have a learning montage. Oh, and uh, and Georgie and Bertie, if you wanted safety tips as well, I could do that for you too. Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. I think this will be a a great group activity. Yeah, a group activity. Right. Uh-huh. A, gr- a group activity. Yes. Mm, mm-hmm. Group hang, uh, if you will. You weren't thinking about like now, were you? Oh no, or- no. Well, I mean. It didn't sound I, like you... I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think we have a couple of things to take care of since we have the, you know, the time off to. Uh, yeah. But I, think I mean, it's going to happen. Definitely. Like, we'll, we'll pencil it and we'll find a, we'll circle back. Just let me know. Really quick. Something occurred to me when he said, oh, yeah, I was with the NYPD. Can I roll to see if that has anything to do with why he was asking if I was in New York 12 years ago? That's interesting. What do you think that role would know. be? I'll tell you what. You can roll the day move uh, to see if you can get information out of him without him noticing that you are trying to grill him. I love it. Trying to grill a former police officer of the NYPD. I think mm-hmm. that's going to go very well. Um, very well. No way it can go wrong. What I add to this? I guess presence because it's more of a like trying to s- smooth it down and butter him up so he doesn't notice kind of thing that is an eight i don't know it's just been i've been trying to read him since he brought up that thing about 12 years ago so my hackles are up i'm like honestly there were a lot of things that birdie has done in her life and there have also been a lot of um escapades she's gone on to distract herself from other things. So I do feel like in general, there are moments in her life and like small little gaps where she doesn't quite super remember things very well. Take that as you will. But I think that it's enough for her to be like, is there something that I'm forgetting? And just trying to like, I don't know, check in on him, like get insight if he has changed his behavior towards Birdie at all or anything about him with the NYPD. Uh, trying to remember herself if something from 12 years ago in New York has pinged in her brain. So this is partially a conversation with him, but it sounds like it's mostly you trying to remember things. 
trying to like jog my own memory by kind of pressing him a little bit. How do you sort of begin this conversation? What is the, what is your way in? You know, I don't think that you actually told us that much about before you retired. Um, when when was that? You said that you were you lived in New York for a really long time. Um, I'd love to hear some some details about that because it feels like it's a very big part of your life. And you know, we're all friends and we learn things about each other. So you said New York. You mentioned that earlier, um, and also just now. And he kind of looks to Renette and almost points at her for a second, and then back to you and says, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm sorry if I didn't mention that to all of you. I know Renette and I had a conversation about it a while ago. It's not a secret. You know, I retired, I moved here, I tried to, you know, just to have a new phase of my life rather than keep thinking about the old days. You know, there's a reason you live in New York. There's a reason you, lo- you leave New York. It was good while I was there, but... um not there anymore. And so you're listening to this and what he is saying doesn't feel like he's making it up. He's being cagey and not telling you everything about his origin story. You do get sort of like an honesty from this conversation. And maybe you feel like, you know... If it doesn't feel like something that's like an implication, then she'll back off a little and just go back to being more curious as opposed to like he sees the way that you back off and there's a little bit of a shift in his body language and you're like oh yeah he was a police officer maybe he understands body language and he says it's not a secret it's just not something I like to talk about very much my wife died and so I don't think about my time in the city I don't like to really talk about it a lot. I'm sorry if you think that's a secret or I'm keeping something from you, but we all have things. I assume we all have things that we don't like to talk about, and that's just uh, it's just one of mine. Understood. But hey... He kind of rubs his shoulder, like, I... Mm-hmm. What a wonderful town we've got, even with all the crazy shit that goes on. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a, it's a beautiful area and I'm, I am very happy to be here. Uh, you know, starting the new phase of my life, it's well underway. All right. I'm, uh, I gotta get back home, get those dogs out, go for a a walk on the beach. And if you want to want some, some pointers, some safety tips of firearm training, anytime safety's safety's the priority. Georgie and Bertie, can you both roll just a regular stat roll? Presence. Four. <laughs> uh, that's a ten. Oh, come on. He doesn't want to like me. What's like Georgie? Come on, switch our numbers. Joe no, 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 no. Uh, he doesn't feel any differently about any of you, but as he gets back into his car, Georgie, you feel Pearl sort of stirring around inside your knitting bag, poking her head up. And um, so you're a little bit distracted and don't notice that as Caliban is driving out. Uh, Bertie, you notice that he kind of winks. Probably not at you. Was it at you? I know, I know this man enough. He's not interested in me, no matter how much I pretend he could be. Ooh, Georgie, Ronette, you guys gotta wink. Who's it gonna what? be for bachelor number one? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Not a clue. Open your hair like that, then. Huh? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've got foot and mouth syndrome anytime that he shows up, so... I'm just gonna like put it out like platform statement. I'm not going to pursue that because I obviously don't have the wherewithal to have a good, honest conversation with that man. And he's not interested in me. So you girls feel free. He's up for grabs. He would have been up for grabs anyway, but my explicit permission does make it easier. I'm sure. 
Right, yeah, nothing would have happened without your explicit permission. You guys okay? Today's been weird. Today's been weird, yeah, you're right. What was that weird string of emojis you sent? Okay, let's go pick up some wine and head back to to my place, maybe? We'll talk this over. I, I mean, that, but also, like eventually we should try and sneak in while they're doing the extermination thing because I don't think they're actually going to exterminate anything. I think this is actually a ploy to find like a secret treasure under the theater or something where they're going to like plant something in particular to like shut this place down for good. Okay, then let's just, that's a, that's a good idea. Um, but let's go off to the side I mean, somewhere very tonight. secret. We can do wine tonight. I mean. We can do wine tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll explain some stuff later, but. I, I double check to make sure I triple check to make sure no one's listening in on us. And I whisper to my girls. Part one, Jesse is aware that um, this play is awful um, and offensive and everything. And that is her point. She wants to hold up a mirror to everyone. She wants them to uh, laugh awful things and then realize, oh, it's really messed up that we're laughing at this stuff. Um, and it's like a, a, a microcosm of Brindlewood Bay and it's all messed up over here and we should do something about it. I convinced her that you, that you gotta have a middle step there. You can't just put a bunch of horrible things in front of them and let them laugh at it and expect them to understand that it's gonna, that, that it's, um, that, that they're supposed to think about it, you know? So we're gonna, without actively rewriting any more than just changing a couple words, um, we're gonna modify, you know, like stage directions and we're gonna modify props and uh, put like signs and like written words in places to make sure that we drive the point home that you're supposed to acknowledge how messed up this play is. We're gonna make sure that that the, our, the point lands. We want to do something bold. That's why Jesse picked this awful play, and uh, she wanted to be bold and you know activism. Theater, theater is a big political statement. Um, but we're gonna make sure that that point lands. Um, part two of this conversation is Jesse has received some threats. Um, there was a very sketchy message left on the phone um that was you know if you do this play you will regret it um and i'll make sure everyone like nobody ever forgets it's going to be awful you know some scary cryptic sorts of threats so i think we, we should look into it i told her that we should probably get the police involved but i mean you know like the police are Fern and my brother. So I don't know how much they're going to do. So I think we need to investigate to figure out the legitimacy of these claims, um, figure out if uh, we're actually in danger uh, and figure out um, just what exactly is going on. So that's what that was. Um, also, I wasn't supposed to tell you guys. Um, I wasn't supposed to tell anyone of any of this. Uh, so count. Huh? No, we, we, we don't count. It's okay, well, you see, I, I mean, I'm telling you all this, but Jesse did specifically say I shouldn't tell you, Birdie. I don't know why she would say that. It's just that she didn't want, uh, she had heard that, that we, I mean, we all were part of trying to do rewrites, but she specifically had heard that you, Birdie, were trying to do rewrites, and she wanted me specifically to stop you from doing rewrites. I guess she didn't understand that rewriting it was kind of like I was in on that as well um so I, I, mean, don't, I, I don't know man I think more publicly so yeah yeah I mean it's it's been a group effort um but so basically um Bertie if you could just act like I didn't tell you everything um and you just you know the assistant direct um just without bringing up that I told you everything. That would be great. Right. But also my trajectory was 
continuously making changes to the script. So how are we going to circumvent that? Um, You're just going to me and saying, don't do this. And you, she thinks that that's going to stop me. I mean, well, we can't, uh, the, the theater will get shut down if we change the, the script too much. I did bring up, you know, parody law and all of that. Uh Um, But it's, it's, it's not going to be allowed. Bertie, you remember that photo that you took of the Dramatist Guild letter? Oh, right. I look at it and I bring it up for the girls to look at. Yeah. It is a warning letter from the Dramatist Guild, whose job it is to enforce the playwright's intellectual property. And it does say that they were going to be, that they are going to be sending a representative to the performances because this is a play that notoriously has been violated regarding unauthorized rewrites for almost every production. There's also a tone that seems like they're surprised that someone wants to produce this play but they are reminding you that they are going to be sending a representative. And if any unauthorized changes are made to the text, they have the ability to withhold all rights from all plays from any particular company, thus shutting that company down. So that yeah, that's basically what Jesse been... was telling me. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's basically what Jesse was telling me. Yeah. That definitely would have been uh good to know before starting the rewrites yeah that um you know not sleeping for a couple days that that did happen yeah i mean it was a fun you know like a creative exercise um and we Uh can use what we learned in our rewrites um you know we did you know do a lot of of discussion about the about what we want to happen, the ways we can make it self-referential in a way that makes you think about what we're laughing at and why it's messed up. So I think overall it's going to be helpful. Uh, We're just going to have to go back to the original script and get our points across without changing the script. We can make it work. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I mean, you are the assistant director. Um, so I feel like this is more of a directorial, uh, route and, um, there's a lot of creative licenses that we can take in terms of set, in terms of uh, acting style, in terms of presentation, um, that we can use to really drive the point home. So if I'm not changing the script and bossing people around to change the script, then what is my job? Um... Well, we did assistant the... director. What does that mean? Uh, you assist the director and you assist the directorial process. Uh, you can certainly help oversee the creative changes that were uh, that we're making. Uh, you know, um, you can help um, finalize. Um, like I was thinking a lot kind of sort in sort of like a Brechtian way we can have signs and like like sort of a sort of things throughout the play to so we're like we're not changing the script we're just changing set and props in a way to point things out and make sure that everyone knows that we know that they need to know that this is messed up and having done all the work to do the rewrites and creatively think about this play as from the outside looking in to pull apart the issues gives you that bigger picture view to help assist in how to put the stage together and when and where those extra signs could go, et cetera. So I think, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a Brechtian approach. Yes. Georgie. You can see that Bertie is having sort of an existential crisis. And you're not really sure what your role is in this conversation necessarily. It seems like when... Yeah. Um, So you get a call in the middle of this conversation from Ronnie at the Sirens. Sirens Speakeasy. Hello. Hi, Georgie. This is Ronnie. 
Dot Sirens, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Ronnie? Oh, good. Things are going great. Hey, I know your birthday is coming up. And you've always been a great member of our community. So I had something for you for your birthday. You know, we have a show coming up this week. Uh, the marvelous magical Magnus is on island and doing a big old magic show. And I wanted to make sure that we gave you four tickets for your birthday if you want to come out to the show. Oh, my goodness. That's that's just so thoughtful and generous of you. I would love that. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, so I'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll just hold them at the door. They're four for you. Uh, it looks like the show is sold out. So we're very excited. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's got a great reputation and I thought I remembered that you liked magic. Did you ever, maybe not. I, mean, I don't. Who doesn't like magic? Uh, that's what I think. That's why, you know, we're. We're having a variety of performances here, and I thought that you would enjoy this one. And it's just a small way for us to say thank you and that uh, you're, you're, you mean a lot to us here at Sirens. So hope to, hope to have more programming for you and just want to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you so much. And she hangs up. But Jonah, I want to complain some more. We know. <laughs> now just Georgie's like excitedly like guys gonna stop talking so I can tell you we're going to go see magic <laughs> performed by a big orange cat <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how that's gonna go yes there will be no murders there no lighting will fall on me at all nope. none <laughs> none of no that murders mm -mm. not at a magic show oh, never <laughs> never at a magic show